This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, welcome back to Drive the Lane. A potential upsetting episode for those of you who, like us, were locked into the football game on New Year's Eve. And right as the clock struck 12, the dreams of an Ohio State national championship were crushed. But if you're also like us, and if you're listening to this, let's be honest, you're like us. You're fired up because now it is officially and only basketball season. We're fired up. We're going to briefly talk about the football game. We're going to talk a little bit about the Northwestern game. And then we're going to preview the Purdue basketball game which is happening potentially tonight potentially tomorrow potentially yesterday depends when you listen you know the deal it's presented by bet fred sportsbook congratulations ohio you are now able to gamble you are now able to sports bet if you're not excited there's something seriously wrong with you joey said on the last episode we always joke Hey, we don't sports bet, but if we were, we do. And now you can too. What's great about Betfred, if you sign up with the link in our bio, you'll get a post-launch bonus of $1,111 in bonus bets. Basically, bet $50, you get $111 immediately, plus up to $200 back in losses per week for five weeks. Betfred is the most personalized betting experience on the market from in-person events with betting competitions, weekly promo offers that fit your betting size and patterns in the personal touch. that you won't get anywhere else. Betfred gives you more. I'm done talking. Joey, Betfred, what you got about him? Betfred, man. Wow. I, th- I think it's just so funny that it just all comes full circle, Andrew. And we've got a great, uh, great partner in Betfred. Um, not only for you guys to, uh, Sign up, use our code, and get some 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 Fred bucks. What are they called? Some some uh, some bonus bets with them. Some free money, essentially. Uh, but you can also see us doing some live shows with them in the future. Partnering up, uh, you'll see me at some of the local bars around town during uh, basketball games and stuff like that. So uh, it's not just a sponsorship; it's a partnership. We love Brett Fred. We use Brett Fred when Andrew's in Columbus visiting his family and myself. I use it. Uh, like just now to pick Grayson Allen to score the first basket in the Bucks game. And he didn't. Uh, so uh, use bet Fred, use our link. That's that's linked uh, all over our Twitter linked in the bio uh, of this episode and start gambling, gamble responsibly like we do. Um, and it must be 21 plus. Exactly. And Andrew be on the lookout for some tweets from Andrew with some of our picks moving forward. Uh, one pick that I had, Andrew uh, was Ohio state money line against Georgia. And man, was that, Oh, so close, but money aside, what a game, what a game, what a fun game, fun. If you just like football, really fun. If you're a Georgia fan, not as much fun if you're an Ohio state fan, but I mean, I feel like usually you're the one that starts this stuff, but I'll start this time. What what were your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, uh, the biggest thing was no Marvin Harrison in the fourth quarter and the way that he was taken out of the game, which was, you know, a potential targeting call combined with losing him. If that goes the other way and you still lose him, but it's a first down, basically, you know, at the goal line, then you punch it in, you waste a little more time. It's a completely different game. Also, I mean, just about the worst, the worst kick you'll ever see. I was joking with my dad and brother, like normally you're like at the, at the edge of your seat. Is it going in? Is it going in? And this was just like immediate hook left. Like no, 
no chance. I don't know. Obviously, we're not going to like pile on and and be like, we hate Noah Ruggles. He cost the game, blah, blah. Because also, they should have been able to advance the ball. They had 30 seconds and two timeouts, and they lost yards from that scenario. So that that was kind of where you were like, all right, you wish they had a few more yards here, but Ruggles is great. But just an absolute horrible kick in terms of immediately you know it's it's over like no edge of your seat over yeah you know poor Noah Ruggles because we used to always say Noah Ruggles never struggles and he didn't really struggle until that moment but Andrew went the negative route which I respect uh I will go the positive route two things stood out to me first and foremost CJ Stroud man he's 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 incredible I mean say whatever you want to say about him but showing up and performing the way he did without his number one receiver the whole year, let alone this game, without his number two, which turned into his number one guy for the most important parts of the game, without two tight ends, without his top two running backs, he still went out there and really, frankly, dominated. If you score 40-plus points in a game in your Ohio State, you should win every single time. So shout-out to C.J. Stroud for cementing himself as not only one of the best quarterbacks in Ohio State history, one of the best quarterbacks in Big Ten history, as well as solidifying himself as a top three pick in the NBA or the NFL draft. I mean, as high as one, maybe he goes to three. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm going to call that a stretch to say one of the best quarterbacks in big 10 history. Statistically, he's up all the way at the top. So I just um, think that's a a bit JT Barrett's all the way at the top statistically. Yeah. And he's one of the best quarterbacks in big 10 history. Yeah, I, I think it's a stretch to say just because they don't play in the NFL doesn't mean they're they, they dominated college football. No, 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 no. I'm Barrett is. I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say a two year player, one of the best quarterbacks in Big Ten history. Check the stats, Andrew, check the stats. Is I can check. I can I can check the stats. Dwayne Haskins one of the best quarterbacks in Big Ten history. I mean. I guess it's it's the same thing, but he. Yeah, I, I mean, like they just dominate. I don't know what she. I, they just dominate. I mean, yeah, like Trace. Unrelated McSorley to that game. Unrelated to that years. game. Trace McSorley played nine years, and yeah, he's great too. I, I mean, CJ Stroud's a better quarterback than him. I mean, I, I agree with that for sure. I think there's a ton, a ton of all-time Big Ten quarterbacks that he wouldn't be a better all-time quarterback Big Ten wise then, but he's a better player then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think statistically he's up there with just about anybody to ever play quarterback in the Big Ten. The the other takeaway that I think is more important because he's going to be with the program probably next year is that Ryan Day was uh, pretty phenomenal. I mean, uh, uh, number one, like the emotion. Could possibly that you could possibly imagine there being out a playoff game. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he obviously Ohio State proved that they belong and they compete and they were should have could have would have won that game. Um, I think Ryan Day coached a phenomenal game. The game plan was unbelievable. Dominated on offense. Uh, the defense obviously kind of let you down in spots, but also gave you plenty of opportunities to win that game. Um, I just I think that Ryan Day proved that he's not afraid of of the moment like some people were saying uh, i'll be the first to say that i'm not a football guy in the sense of x's and o's and game planning and blah 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 but like if you are you know georgia is gonna be the first team probably in 
a long, long time to win back-to-back championships. And since Alabama, like 12 years ago or whatever, they've dominated for the majority of the season in almost every single game. Um, and everyone said it was a foregone conclusion that Ohio State was going to lose by a touchdown or more, yet we proved that we are still Ohio State and we still belong. And I'm pretty proud of uh, the fact that I'm an Ohio State fan, whereas against Michigan, I didn't feel the same way at all. I mean, obviously, you look at the scoreboard and the games are two different types of games. But even against Alabama, when we lost in the championship, like we beat Clemson and lost to Alabama, like that didn't make me feel any type of way. This game actually genuinely made me feel like I'm very proud of being an Ohio State fan. I don't feel the gut-wrenching nature of a loss the same way I I did against Michigan and against Alabama and, and other losses in the past. Um, and, and I, I, I really think that it's hard to argue that Ryan day is not the guy after that game, which is great. I mean, people throw out Vrabel, they throw out all these guys. It's like, awesome. Great. But we have Ryan day. He's phenomenal. We still have top four recruiting classes. We go to the college football playoff. Even when we lose one game during the year, it's like, mm. come on guys. Like Ryan day is great. He's awesome. Players love playing for him. There's no doubt about it. And it's only going to get better. And now he's giving up play calling duties, which I think will help a lot. I mean, he's still going to be the brains behind everything, but he's able to manage the team and be, you know, the fearless leader that he wants to be in it and operate more like a NFL program, which is what he's used to. And I think that that change again, take a step back here. Like I know what I'm fucking talking about, right? I don't, I don't know what that means, but I think from what I've heard and what I know from team atmospheres, right? Like Coach Holman at Ohio State, he's the brains behind the defense and the offense, but he's not calling the plays and he's not calling the defenses. He'll put his input in. He'll let you know what's going on. But game manager versus offensive play calling, I think that that opens some doors uh, and and will be a super successful move for us. And if it's not, oh, well. But I, I really do believe in anything that, that Coach Day is trying to do. I, I am – I've become a much bigger fan just in one game, really. I think that the team and him proved a lot, as much as you can in a loss. No moral victories, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. I, I, I'm very bullish about that that outcome. I, you lose by 30, we're not having the same conversation. But you had every single chance in the world to win that game. I think Ryan Day coached a great game. C.J. Stroud was awesome. And we were, not only were we undermanned, but we were so. That was the outcome that was kind of supposed to happen. Yeah. And every chance to win that game. So I feel good. If you're an Ohio State fan, I think you should feel good. I think Stroud was unbelievable. Um, I don't I don't disagree that he, you know, is one of the best to ever do it, but I I think a win there changes so much more, but he played oh, so sure. incredible. It's just like, I mean, I pulled up the list and it's funny because if you look at I think he's like fifth or sixth all-time touchdown touchdown passes for the SEC. Drew Locke is ahead of Tebow. You know, it's like, like obviously there's guys who have won multiple like Big Ten championships. I wish CJ and he got the Rose Bowl, but Ohio State fans have become so numb to to Rose Bowls. You just with wish CJ had one yeah, heroic yeah, performance no. in in a in a win like Big Ten champion. You know yeah. what? Who knows? If he won a Big Ten championship and lost the Rose Bowl, people would be like, he never won the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean, but I do think, I do agree with you about Ryan Day in the future. I was thinking about this the other day. If me and you just like tweeted out from Drive the Lane, like sources tell us Marvin Harrison Jr. 
considering opting out next year, how quickly do you think it would would get shut down? Or do you think it would go the other way and it would start picking up traction and steam and rumors? I think it would get quote tweeted and responded to and retweeted like what's going on and who knows about. And then eventually it would get it would the eyes of people who matter would see it and they would say, these two dudes have no idea what they're talking about. They're making this up or, you know, or I like when accounts go source. And then they respond, literally us. We are, we are, yeah. you know, so um, I think it would go, I think it would, I, we would never do that unless it was like about me, but like. But how never, crazy would that be if we just like started that rumor and it was like on the front page of ESPN. And then like Marvin <laughs> Harrison comes out and has to like make, has a press conference. Like I'm not opting out or I am, they're right. <laughs> they, I don't know how they knew, but they're, they're right. Um, like we'll only delete this if he comes on the show. Yeah, like we're holding him hostage. I think final final thoughts on the football game. You didn't expect to be a kick away at the end, but any time during a game you get a big lead, any time during a game you show like signs of life and hope, it's just so much more brutal. Like when the underdog is winning at home and they're up all game and then they lose. It's like, Oh, it's like, you wish you would have rather lost by 20, but I don't feel quite that way in this game. Cause it was such an incredible game, but if they would have lost like 21, 20, and it's just like a brutal game. You're grinding. Slow down. Yeah. But it was such a high. I, I honestly thought Stroud was going to run it in when he was running. Like I didn't know there was anyone in front of him. And I, just, I thought, I just can't believe we did. I just can't look looking back on that drive. Just think, I just can't believe we didn't get, have him kick a 30 yard field goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was so much time, but sorry. I, I thought, I thought Stroud was going to score when he was yeah. running. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh my God, 30 seconds for Georgia. They're going to win with zero seconds left. But now right is I, I'm calling BS on right when the ball dropped, the kick missed. I think it was because I was looking at my phone and it was midnight and then he was re- getting ready to go. So I, I'm calling a little BS. Cool video. Not as cool as the double spin video that we posted, but still cool. It was a, it was 11 my time, so it didn't matter. It was that was kind of a bummer because we lose and we're all, you know, I'm with a group of like 15 Ohio State alums and we're sitting there like, so, uh, what do we do for the next hour? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, was, I mean, we ended up like singing karaoke, but th- that's neither here nor there. That just shows you that the vibes were still like kind of high, which was weird. Like it was a weird, yeah. it was a weird loss. It really was. It was weird and loss. then the next day, Ohio state was up 35, 17 and a half on North. Yeah, it was like, it was like, Hey Buckeye fans, you're so lucky. It's basketball season. Look at how great this Ohio state team is. Uh, I mean, Northwestern like, was one of those teams where we're like, Oh, boo boo. You never know. You don't want to play them at Northwestern. And it was well, over right away before it started. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I know we, we need to talk Ohio state specifically, but people are listening to this for the, really the first time thinking about, basketball season and they maybe they've watched the game here or there but they don't quite know the the state of college basketball i'd say number one it's wide open especially with purdue losing spoiler if you somehow don't know that but just kind of funny but with purdue losing there's only one undefeated team in the country and it's new mexico who hasn't played a soul so they're not like a true like mid-major like a gonzaga undefeated um it's just wide open that the best teams are not the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the, the Kentuckys. It's, you know, it's like Houston and Virginia and, um, 
you know, and other teams, uh, including Purdue. Um, but Big Ten specifically is so wide open. Purdue's the, the best team on terms of record, but like they just lost at home to Rutgers, who's a really solid team. But like Rutgers isn't known as some powerhouse and hasn't had, been unbelievable this year. They've lost a bunch of games. They lost like 43 41 to Seton Hall at home. So like Rutgers is as volatile as any team. Purdue is great. Indiana is solid. There's a bunch of really solid teams as well. Illinois is playing really, really bad, but they're solid. Michigan has played bad, but you know that they're going to be there when all said and done. Wisconsin, just like we all always know, is outperforming what we thought they would do. Um, Penn State has arguably the best player in the Big Ten in Jalen Pickett, who averages the most assists and is up there in points uh, as like a, a wing. Like he's he's a ball dominant wing and he's he's really, really fun. Penn State shoots like 43s a game. Um, they've got a transfer from Bucknell who shoots the lights out there. They're a really fun team to watch. I could go through every single team. The only team that matters is Ohio State. We know that. The Buckeyes have a huge test against Purdue. They look great against Northwestern. They are firmly in the mix for a top four seed. And ESPN even projects them as the number one overall team to win the regular season, even before Purdue lost. That's based on their schedule. That's based on who they play at home, who they play away and, and how good they're playing right now. But just know Purdue is great. There's a big group in between. And then there's Iowa who Chris Murray was hurt. They're playing really, really poorly right now. You've got Minnesota who stinks out loud for lack of a better term. Uh, Northwestern whose defense is the best in the big 10, but they cannot score the basketball at all. So they kind of struggle play up to their competition, play down to their competition um, as well as like the, the note, like the Nebraska, right. I feel like it's like the only team I haven't mentioned They're They're struggling, even though they've beaten Creighton and they've contended against Purdue, they're struggling a little bit as well. Uh, currently Michigan state's been injured. They'll be there when it's all said and done. I literally think now Maryland, Maryland was great. Now, not so much. They lost by a thousand to Michigan. Um, that's the state of the big 10 union address. I just want to make sure we get that all out there, make sure everybody is familiar with this conference, the best conference in the country from top to bottom. Any team can win any night. But that wasn't the case when Ohio State played Northwestern because I think as it's been talked about on this show, the offense is not, will not be an issue all year. You've got so many different guys that can score it, so many guys that can create their own shot, create shots for others. It was a dominant performance from the beginning. We are ranked number three in the entire country um, in terms of offensive efficiency by Kempom. We are ranked number one in the Big Ten. The, st- the struggle part has been defense, where we've been top 35, top 30, and floating in different spots. Against Northwestern, now Northwestern is not your powerhouse Iowa or your Purdue or teams that score a ton of points in the Big Ten, but we found something. We were blocking shots, tipping balls, playing really good defense. We weren't hedging as much. Um I really do think we found something. Guys don't just miss shots. You got to force them to miss shots. And I think we did a really good job with that. Uh, Felix and Zed are a really formidable duo down low. I think that's where everyone is worried most with the Big Ten. They played a 7-2 guy, Nicholson, who is the biggest guy besides Edie in the entire conference. And Zed made him look like a child. So um, really fun game, really fun atmosphere at Northwestern. It's packed in like a little high school gym. It's fun to be there. Um and yeah, it's just an exciting time for Ohio State. We got the biggest game of the year. Uh, every game is the biggest game of the year because it's the next one. But um, Purdue at home, number one seed. Holdman, best track record of any coach in the country playing number one seeds, number one ranked teams. 
doesn't this feel like the Bryce Sensabaugh is now on every single mock draft, every single team's radar, every single like casual fans radar after this one or not at all. Like this is the type of game where a guy says, Hey, football season's over. Um, I guess there'll technically be one game left, but Hey, football season's Over. over. The college fans turn their eyes to basketball. Yes. They just lost, but they're the number one team in the country. And Hey, I'm a freshman averaging, you know, 15 to 17 to 18 a game. And I just am about to score 20 on Purdue. I think this is the I'm here game, despite us knowing that he's been having it for the past all year with three time back to back to back freshman of the week. But this is going to be the, Hey, casual fans know my name. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I think that, you know, you could call it a coming out party. You could call whatever you want. We know that Bryce Sensible is going to go in the first round of the NBA draft, whether Ohio State fans like it or not. That's because we kind of might have even known that before the season even started. You know, he's just been incredible. He was dropping 50 in summer league games. He was doing his thing. Now you watch and he's scoring 15, 16, 17 points in these games where he's only playing half the game. And he hasn't even figured it out yet. He hasn't even figured out college basketball, yet he is so smooth and dominating. Now you turn on Fox Sports 1 at 7 o'clock, Eastern and you got Gus Johnson's on the call and everyone's tuned in to basketball number. Like you said, number one team in the country going on the road to everyone knows Ohio state. That's when Bryce Sensabaugh scores 24 points, sets a new career high, goes eight for 10 from the field. It's like, okay, I heard about this guy a little bit. I, maybe I saw his name on Twitter, but now I'm locked in. This guy's one of the best players, not only in the big 10, but in the country, I, I, I do see a coming out party, uh, it's it's there. It's there for the taking. Do you think I, I, I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this? This could be the game where justice also proves I'm going to give it to you every single night. I'm going to give it to you against the top teams. You know, despite them having a really good start to the season, Purdue is still a everything has to go right team. I don't think they're at the point yet where they can play these really good teams and you're going to get bailed out with one of your, you know, top three guys that you rely on, which it really is. It really is Bryce Zed and justice that if they want to beat the Purdue's of the world, they have to get theirs. And then Sean McNeil has to hit some big threes. I talked about this before with Justin Arns. Sean McNeil is quickly becoming the timely three guys where if you could, if you can, except for we love Justin, except for Sean makes them right. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, Sean McNeil could have six points in the first half and a, and a three to open up the second half, but you need this guy hitting the, the dagger important threes. When, the other guys get all the attention and swings yeah. in Shawnee hot boy in the corner. I I'm totally with you. I think that as much as Bryce sensible, is the focus when teams he's the first guy in the scouting report just assuming is still the guy for Ohio state. I truly believe that the ball is in his hands too much for him to not be the guy uh, in order for us to win these big games. He has to play well, whether, whether that means statistically it shows up or not, he has to play well. He has to take care of the ball. He's got to rebound the ball. He's got to play good defense. He's got to make, he's got to make shots and, and be aggressive going towards the rim. Even if he misses, he seems to get a lot of his offensive rebound putbacks or Zed taps him in, or we kick him out for threes. He's got to get in the lane and make some stuff happen. Um, I do think Purdue has been proven to be mortal 
you know, we, we're not the ones who've been saying we don't see how Purdue loses. I don't think anybody uh, in college basketball is saying there's no way Purdue can lose. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's something to be said about Purdue traveling for their first – I mean, they, they went to Nebraska. They played road games. But it's a it's a it's the first, like, meaningful road game, right, a ranked opponent on the road. It's not a neutral site PK-85 tournament like they did earlier in the year. Uh, it's a true road game for their two freshman guards. The two freshman guards play 30 minutes a game. They are – Fletcher Lawyer is their most important guy on offense, not named Zach Eady. Braden Smith is their most important player, not named Zach Eady. And it's – that's a lot for two freshmen. I mean, they are seasoned. Like, at this point in the year, like, you're not freshmen anymore. Like, that's that's what everybody says in college hoops. Like, they're not freshmen anymore. But they haven't had this experience yet. So that'll be interesting. That's something to watch for sure. Uh, I think the other thing that's probably a little bit more important to watch is that Zach Eady is the most physically imposing, most dominant player uh, in the entire country. He's the player of the year front runner. Um, and it's going to take a village to stop that guy. And maybe it's like, we did this with Haas. Like, maybe it's just like, you just let him get his and you stop everything else. If he has 25 yeah. and 20, but the rest of the team combines for 25, like we're in good shape, you know? So We'll see what Coach Holman dials up. I would imagine that uh, they're not going to oh, – Grant, who knows? It would hard to. It would be hard for me to think that they're going to double just because doubles don't even necessarily stop him all the time because he's so big he can still just turn and pass over, shoot over. They might go on the bounce because he's probably not going to be able to dribble it and pick it up as well, right? I, I They're going to mix it up is the bottom line. It's exciting. Uh, Holman – 2-0 and in his last two against the number one teams in the country, both at home. Um, should be fun. I'll be in the building, of course. I mean, where would I be other than the Schoenstein Center on a, on a game day? But uh, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really, really fun. I think this is the, the game also, and neither of us are going to say uh, that Ohio State can't make it to Sweet 16 or Final Four if they lose this game. But you really don't want your, your three top opponents – to date to all be losses. One of them being big at game. home. It's, it's a, a big, big game. game. You lost to Duke. You lost North Carolina. You beat Texas tech. Who's lost a few other games, but this is, you lost to San Diego state. This is the game. Like, Hey, a, we can, we can beat teams. Totally. It's a tournament caliber game, right? This is a team that you'll play to go to the sweet 16 or in the sweet 16. There's a lot uh, on the line. It's seating. It's big 10. It's, proving to yourself and to the country that you belong, just like Ohio state football proved that, that they belong. You know, it's, it's um, there's, there's not going to be a moral victory in this game though. Like you got to win. And, and you're you also, win. you're going to have losses where Tanner Holden's foot is called out of bounds. You're going to have losses where it's just not your day and someone's a little banged, banged up. So to have this, resume boosting win in your pocket with with this big of a of a season remaining i don't think it can be overlooked totally you're and, gonna I, and to. not th- not that they would overlook the game what i mean is when they get to play purdue this early with you know being relatively healthy and, and ready to go they got to take advantage of the opportunity yeah. at the end of the day there's gonna be you're playing in the big Ten. You beat each other up all year. There's going to be games that you should have won that you didn't. There's going to be games that you shouldn't have lost that you lost, right? I mean, there's going to be tons of that all year. But if you want to win the Big Ten, 
regular season, right? This is a game at home that you got to win. You just have to. It sets the tone for the rest of the season for you guys. It's big for the team internally. It's big for the conference externally, rankings and everything. Like, it's just so, so important. You got to take advantage of when these games are on the table, presented to you the way that they are. You could call Purdue a wounded duck because they've just lost at home. You could call them a fiery, um, hungry team, which is probably more likely what they are. doesn't matter. Ohio State's playing the best basketball of any team in the Big Ten right now, and they've got to prove that they're a force to be reckoned with, and I really think they will. I really, really, I really think they will. And also, last thing I'll say is, you know, most years the Big Ten champ has anywhere from a a really, really good year, two losses, really, really bad year, I guess not down year for the team that wins, just everyone's really good is is five or six. If if Purdue has two losses this quickly in the Big Ten, they're, they're probably not winning the Big Ten. So this is right. just a, a, a crazy, a crazy it's, opportunity it's, to yeah. kind of for all for all the Big Ten. I think you got to think that around the Big Ten, the, the Indianas, the Wisconsin's, the the United States, the Rutgers are like beat them. Please give them their second loss. So my I'm not going to give an official prediction on on score just because I don't really have any clue where this could go because. You think they're that both teams are going to score the ball, but you also think that both teams could get into foul trouble. You never know. I say Ohio State wins by I think Ohio State wins a close game and they're up and you know, some fouling late, they win by three. I uh I'll I go 73-70. I'll go against everything. That's I just so funny. Said. I was gonna say 75-70, but you've made me change my mind. Um I, th- I really think Ohio State's going to win. I think that they're due. They're due for – like, they're due. They're a good team. They're they're going to win a game like this. They're going to win a game like this. I could – I you see this every year with really good teams in the Big Ten. They struggle for stretches of the year. Purdue might just go through a struggle stretch. I think Ohio State wins 82-70. A little bit – not quite a, a blowout, not a rout of any sorts, but it's Ohio State's up 7-8-5 all game, and they stretch it at the end. They make their free throws – and might even be a court storming, which is incredible. Well, there you go. That that's our prediction. This is this is the full episode. You know, we wanted to really just deliver the two of us. You can actually bet on this game on Betfred. Click the link in our bio. Shout out to Denny. Intro, outro. Joey, we're gonna have him on soon to talk a little gambling, talk a little Ohio State, talk a little Mizzou basketball because. They just had another big win over Kentucky. I think we're done sleeping on them, right? Done sleeping on Mizzou? I was never asleep. Dennis Gates, Cleveland State's finest. I was never asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I told you, I told Greenberg my my LeBron path to being on drive the lane, but that's neither here or there. But yeah, I mean, exciting time. Is there is there another game that we need to include in the beat the for the end of the episode? Yeah, I mean, I guess in theory. Let me just double check right now. Maryland, Maryland at Maryland Sunday. I'm just so focused on Purdue. We're going to win and we're going to record something after Purdue. So, well, uh, I'm ready. So we'll, we'll save that for later. We'll focus on what's in front of us. Um, will you add a beat Vandy Mizzou playing Vandy? No. And what about one of the, what about one of the rare instances in our lives where Mizzou is ranked ahead of Ohio state? Yeah, them, them, uh, them, them tigers ain't nothing to mess with.
No, they're playing in the in the round of thirty-two. It's it's locked in. But now they're both going to be. They're not playing the round of thirty-two. Sweet sixteen, sweet sixteen. Ohio State versus Mizzou. Unreal. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet I'm gonna tweet tomorrow and say announcement in an hour, and the tweet's gonna be I've changed my mind and Ohio State Mizzou will be playing in <laughs> the Sweet Sixteen, not the round of thirty-two. Oh, I love that. I love. All that. right, buckle up, drive the lane, beat the Boilermakers, go Buckeyes. I guess beat the Terrapins also, but all eyes on Zach Eady. Beat Purdue. Swiping right on Bumble And your girlie calls me daddy But she only calls you uncle